believe it's a good, good look today. I want to say to all you mothers, I do salute you and respect the fact that you are a man, um, a mother, amen? Uh, we know that it wasn't always easy raising your kids, am I right? Amen. Some kids, <clears throat> we got them good kids, and then we got some not so good kids. And then you had to put up with all that stuff with them not so good kids. Remember that? Amen. If my mama was here to tell the story, boy, Lord have mercy. She'd be like, that boy right there? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But we thank God, nevertheless for Mother's Day. Amen. Uh, I believe it's a great day of reflection. Um, no matter what issues you may have, uh, it's, it's good to make amends on these days. And not just these days, but, but sometimes it takes a special day like this to reflect on what probably you're not doing. Uh, possibly uh, you know, things that you should be doing while your mother has breath in her body. Come on, somebody. You ought to be that kind of child that says, Mama, I love you. Amen? Amen. No matter what it may be. So today I want to uh, look at a passage of Scripture. I want to look at a Scripture. It's, it's a very unorthodox scripture. Um, probably you'll be like, man, what is he doing? But the context to this passage is really, um, really, really amazing. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of John. Just a, it's just something, something I wish that I can go back and do. Something I wish that I could do. Uh, but for me, um, you know, it's, nev it's never too late. You know, I have a mom in my life now, you know. Um, that's there. And, you know, I think that we all ought to not only respect our mothers, but I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you the title here in a minute. John chapter 19, verse 26. Thank you, ushers. John chapter 19, <clears throat> verse 26. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, Standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. 
I want to talk about this morning, take care of your mother. Take care of your mother. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We're so grateful for this opportunity that you've given us. I ask now that you'd forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit, Lord. I ask now that you'd bless now the preaching of your word. Touch the hearts and the minds of each and every person here today. We ask now for your anointing in this place. Breathe on this place. Touch the hearts and the minds of the people. Lord, someone came for a word. We all came for a word. Holy Spirit, have your way right now. May I decrease and may you increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. If I were to look for an example of how my relationship should have been with my mother, it would be Jesus. Um, I wish... I could go back and change some of the things. I live with this guilt at times. Change the way I treated my mother. I wish I could do that. I really wish I could do that. And throughout my life, God has allowed me to overcome the guilt of that simply because of my condition, my fallen condition, that I was not saved. And as I was walking around the campus today, I started to think about without Christ in our hearts, we are a fallen people. There are things that we don't appreciate. And I believe that for most of us, amen, I don't know about you, but we've had some rough times with our parents. Are you with me? Maybe there are some things that you don't understand. Maybe you don't understand the context to why your mother was the way she was or is. I wish I had somebody. And what I found out is that my mom used to say to me, you never miss your water <laughs> till your well run dry. There are certain things my mom said to me as a child, as a teenager, that I took for granted, but I did not understand, nor did I know biblical principles 
I did not know how to treat my mother. Are you with me? I have to live with that. And for those of you who have your mom today, I want to say to you, you don't have to end up like that. You don't have to end up living with regrets. No matter how difficult the relationship may have been, no matter how great the relationship has been, it can get greater. But one of the responsibilities that I believe, one of the things I see uh, even with studying economics and, and biblical ep- economics and things like that, I see that when our parents reach a certain age, it seems to me that they're not being taken care of. I wish I had somebody. You see, the Pharisees had the same problem. The Pharisees would say, well, I don't have to do that. I'm not obligated to do that anymore. They made up their own rules. And as I said before, if I, if I wanted an example, if I, if I wanted a real example of, of how to treat my mom or how to, you know, how to live with my mom, I, it would be Jesus. Because all through Jesus' life, we find that he had a relationship with his mom. The Bible is replete and it tells us, but the one thing that Jesus understood and the one thing that he wanted for his mom more than anything else is to make sure that she she was saved and was going to heaven. Now, there are many accounts of Jesus' interaction with with his mother. Scriptures show him as a child, some as an adult, but In the end, Jesus loved his mother to the point where here he is in chapter 19 of John. He had been beaten. Watch where I'm going with this. He had been spit on. He had a cat nine driven into his back a wire and ripped his skin apart. Then he was told to put on a robe and then carry the cross. And yet, in the end, he thought about his mother. I, think, I find that to be very intriguing to me. That at the point of death, at the point of pain and suffering, God cares about mothers. I wish I had somebody. God is concerned about how we treat our mothers. God is concerned of how We interact with them because the passage to me is so amazing because, you know, many of us today have different relationships with our mothers. But, but, but watch this. Now, now the worst thing you can do today is to ignore that you have an issue with your mother because she's not going to always be there. 
And here's the flip side of the coin. You are not going to always be there. Are you with me? See, maybe you've watched your mom suffer. Hmm. Mistreated. Abused. And you've said that you wanted a better life for her. If. 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 But what I found out recently is not just about monetary things. Sometimes all a person needs to hear is, I love you. I wish I had somebody. All they want to hear is, you know, I care. So the question is, question that I have for you today is, have you kept your promise to take care of your mother? So I didn't make a promise. You should. Because mothers go through so much, I believe, the, the nine months of bringing a child into this world, the, the caring and the concern, and then the child reaches a certain age where the child feels as if they don't need mama anymore. Do I have anybody? And so as I look at this scripture, he's, he's hanging on the cross. He, he's been beaten. He's, the crown of thorn has been placed on his head they had nailed his hands and nailed his feet. He's hanging on the cross, and this is the third word that he had said from the cross. And when I look at those three words, the first thing he says was, Father, forgive them. Isn't that something? You see, you and I don't have to live our lives with bitterness just because we've been placed on the cross. Just because we've been talked about, lied on. Listen, circumstances may not have been the way you wanted it in your home, but it still does not give you the right to be bitter. Do I have anybody? Jesus is hanging on this cross. And the first word he said, he had not said anything else, but the first thing he said was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Are you with me? The second word he said was to the thief on the cross, and he had two thieves on the cross, and one denied him, one denied him, one talked about him, but then the one said, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. You see, what I'm, what I'm showing you, saints, is that Jesus went to the cross and he was selfless. I wish I was a selfless person when my mother was alive. I wish that it wasn't always about me. Are y'all with me on this? And Jesus now comes and he says in verse 23, it says, then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his outer garments and made four parts apart to every soldier and also the tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece. Verse 24. So they said to one another, let us tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture. They divided my outer garments 
among them for my clothing they cast lots. They stripped him naked, took his clothes, and then shot craps for it. I wish I had somebody. That's humiliation. And you know, when I was coming up, I, my, you know, your parents sometimes embarrass you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your mama ever embarrass you? <laughs> Amen. But, but, but what I found out is that sometimes we can go through this life with grudges. We can hold on to grudges. And here they are, here they are shooting craps for his clothes. And yet he says, Father... Forgive them. Now watch this. Watch, watch this. Watch verse 25. Therefore the soldiers did these things, but standing, this is where I'm going, by the cross, G of Jesus was what? His mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. Now, I expect his mother to be there, even though he did, you know, he got sassy with her one time. Here's what happened with Jesus. Jesus was teaching, and his mothers and his brothers came and his sisters. You know, Jesus had sisters, right? Amen. Yes, he did. He had four brothers, five brothers, and two half-sisters. Well, four half-brothers, but they were all brothers and sisters. But here's the thing. Mama came and said, listen, I want to see my son. So the person ran down there and said, hey, your mom's waiting for you, Jesus. He said, who is my mother? But these that are here listening to me. Now, you would think that he was being sassy, but I'm going to explain to you in a few minutes what, why he did that. See, Jesus loved his mother. He was not disrespectful to his mother, but he was trying to tell his mother, Mama, the most important thing in your life is spiritual things. And if you want to get to me, you got to get to where they are. They are willing to sacrifice and get into my presence so that they can hear a word from heaven. Now, now, Jesus, Mama's there. I understand Mary being there. But look what the text says. The text says his sister, his mother's sister. That's, that's, that's Elizabeth, who was the mother of John the Baptist. Now, this is all going to make sense in a minute. The same John the Baptist that got beheaded. The same John the Baptist who was a forerunner for Jesus, here it is, it seemed like this whole family had something on them because everybody died. Watch this. Mary's sister, Elizabeth, his aunt, is there at the cross. And, and, and I can imagine the picture that She's standing there looking at her nephew. Come on, somebody. 
And she's watching him as he hangs on this cross as an innocent man. She can, watch this, she can sympathize with what Mary's going through because she had lost a son. Amen. The same way. Almost the same way. He was beheaded. Watch this. Watch this. It says... His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas. Now, Cleophas was the brother of Joseph, the brother of Joseph. So that was Mary's sister-in-law. And then it says John. Is that what it said? Did it say John? No, then it says Mary Magdalene, a woman that Jesus cast out seven devils out, out of. So we see family and we see spiritual family. And then we know that John is there. Now, as I look at this scene for a minute, I'm getting to my point. I'm getting to my point. I'm trying to paint the picture. I'm using some broad strokes right now. Watch this. It's amazing who will show up when you're going through in life. It's amazing, and I want to say this to you, family will show up, but only certain family going to show up. Not everybody's going to show up, but what I found out is this, that even family will turn their backs on you. And I know that, I know it's Mother's Day and I know that we, you know, we're talking about mothers, but I want to say this to you. I have a few questions. Why did you, Jesus choose this time to take care of his mother? Why did he wait? How come he did not do it before? How come he didn't pre-plan it? Why did he wait to until he was dying on a cross. Hallelujah. To show his love for his mother. The next thing, what is he trying to teach us? And then the next thing is will you do it? See, look what it says. It says in verse 26, and when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he what? Loved. Standing where? By him. Now, now here's the question. He had 12 disciples. See, everybody who says they're for, you know what I found out? It was my friends that led me astray. Uh, you know, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. You know, not that I did I want to do it, but I don't want to blame them. I want to take responsibility for my stuff. You know, but when I was disrespectful to my mom and all this kind of stuff, I was one of those 11 that walked away. I was one of the ones who got caught up in the world, things of the world. But my question now is, you had 12, well, one is dead, which is Judas, because he killed himself for betraying now, now look, listen to this. Jesus is on the cross. Can you see the picture? He's, fa he's, he's faced betrayal. He's faced 
uh, beatings. He's been hanging on this cross. His disciples have deserted him. So he had abandonment issues there. He had desertion issues. He had betrayal issues. And here's the thing. And sometimes we allow all these things in our lives to cause us, watch this, to become bitter. But I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for his son who gave me an example of what it means to let it go. Of what it means so no matter what relationship I had with my mom, I'm able to let it go. I got four things that I'm going to sit down, but I just want to paint the picture here to let you know no matter how tough it's been, no matter how damaging it's been, no matter how deep the hurt goes, you and I have to get to the place where we got to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus. Is hanging here, and the disciples who he, the disciples who should have been there with him. You know what I found out? Everybody that tells you things about your family, you got to watch out for those outside voices that tells you stuff about stuff they don't know. You don't let nobody make no evaluation about your mama. I wish I had somebody. And I allowed that in my life. I allowed things, those voices to come in and I watched children walk away from their parents' values because they allow some, I mean, some brother to say, I'm sorry, they allow somebody to talk in their mind, get in their minds and tell them your family's not for you. Boy, I wish I would have listened. I have to live with this, y'all. I have to live with this, but God has allowed me to overcome it, but I want to say this to you. Be careful of the people that you think are for you. See, at that critical moment, his aunt was there. Both of his aunts were there from outside the family. You seeing it? Mary Magdalene. Now, here's the question. What was it about Mary Magdalene? See, she had an encounter with Jesus that she was willing to risk her life to stand at the cross. May I ask you a question? Are you willing? Let me say this. And when you make that choice to stand at the cross, sometimes you got to stand by yourself. Are you willing to abandon the world? So that you can see what it's like to sit at or stand at the foot of the cross. This, this Jesus. Here he is. And he's dying. Life is being seeped out of him. The pressure of being Push up against the cross. Amen. What it does, it hinders your breathing. Your lungs collapse. That's the first thing that happens. And here he is trying to breathe and the words that come out of his mouth. But first thing he did before he spoke, he saw. 
So watch this. He says, Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her. He said to her, watch what he says. Watch what he says. He said, woman. Now, why didn't he say mama? So the first thing I see is his desire. So write that down. His what? His desire. That's the first thing I see. You know why he called her woman and not mother? Because he wanted her to see him as Lord. 